Welcome to episode number 19, Copycat. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. All right, you're now tuned into the Rotated Views Podcast, episode number 19, Copycat. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I am here with Gabe, Goose, Heck, and Manny. You. In this episode, we discuss our role models being a copycat, who we would prefer our children emulating, and the challenge of being a role model. We wrap up the episode with quotes from Oliver Goldsmith and Tiger Woods. If you're new to the podcast, thank you. Don't forget to download and subscribe. And as a reminder, we release a new episode every Tuesday morning. Uh, So don't forget to get that on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, and everything else. It's in the description. And uh, how we kick off every episode is with a story. This week, once again, we're switching it up with a poem by Sarah Horizwai. And I got this uh, poem from FamilyFriendsPoems.com. It's titled Role Model. All right, so my role model is a beautiful in body and in soul, is intellectual but fun, With let will let me call and leave silly messages on the answering machine like singing happy birthday to myself, holds family close to her heart no matter what, takes pride in her accomplishments such as learning how to cook, learning Italian, building a dream house, and decorating it beautifully, Knows it's okay to cry in front of others, is always there to listen, give guidance, and a hug. Has a contagious laugh, a continuous smile, and enough prep to scare cheerleaders. She has learned not to sweat the small nuances life has thrown at us, keeps the faith, but most of all, is wholehearted in her love. My role model, my sister. So I kind of want to switch it up with the poem because I thought... Um, It was kind of different. I believe everyone out there listening understands and knows what a role model is. Um, So how I wanted to switch it up was uh, with that cool poem that I believe anyone who has a role model can actually relate to. And we also like to define a couple words from dictionary.com to kind of help us define what we're actually discussing on each episode. For this one, I want to define the word copy which is defined as an imitation, a reproduction, or a transcript of an original, and define role model, just in case you were not aware of what it meant. A person whose behavior, example, or success is or can be emulated by others, especially by younger people. All right, so with that being said, I'm going to kick this off now with a question to the crew, and the question goes like this. Who did you look up to as a kid or want to be like? And why? Any kid growing up in the early 90s, you know, for me was Michael Jordan. I mean, I, I'm one of like probably 10 million people uh, in, in the million. You're one yeah. of two in the room right now. Yeah, right. So, I mean, for, for Jordan was just because he was, you know, super famous, best basketball player in the world. Um, and, you know, at that point, he was probably the most famous athlete in the world. But uh, growing up, it was him. You know, obviously, as you get older, things change. But there wasn't another role model, so to speak. I didn't look. I didn't look up to anybody else other than uh, Mike. Not at that age. I didn't look up to my dad at that point. Didn't understand, you know, kind of the deeper meaning of everything he was doing. But uh, as a kid, it was it was MJ for sure. I know. Uh, for me, it was 
it wasn't one single person per se. I always had obviously something for my dad. He was my he was my my role model like from day one. I don't know. I just wanted to do everything he did. I wanted to do. Not only that, for some reason, I wanted to do it better, and he wanted me to do it better. Um, so I always had that as a natural. But since he was my dad, I kind of felt like that was just our relationship anyway, as a, him being a father figure. Um, so I looked up to everything he did, no matter what. But aside from that. I had a couple uncles. Now, now for me, when I say role model, how I looked at it was looking at segments or portions of people's lives. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't one person I'm like, I want to do everything they had. Yeah, right. Or Mm -hmm. wanted everything they had. Right. Uh, So my one uncle was like super into cars and hot rods and stuff like that. And so was my dad's. I like that aspect. So I, I looked up to him for that kind of stuff. And, you know, he did like the whole racing stuff. Actually, most, all of our uncles almost... And then for uh, my other, uh, there's another uncle that I looked up to. Uh, he always had like wads of money, and I never understood. I'm like, what in the world? This dude always has like a roll of money in his. And I, I was like, man, I want to be like that. I was, you know, so one uncle had like cool cars, you know, just like wad of, uh, you know, this wad of money or whatever. But that was, just, I, I really feel like that was like a natural thing. But then when it got out of like, you know, like people I didn't know personally. Yeah, there was like athletes and stuff like that mm-hmm. that uh, you know that totally looked up to. So that was, oh, I mean, I like that. I like grabbing like portions of people and make me. You know what I mean? Right, right. Even my mom had some stuff. I remember when she was doing Mary Kay back in the nineties. Yeah. Um, I always respected her because she was like working her tail off, doing all this stuff, and here she is has her own home business. Realizing we didn't even know what that even meant, yeah. right? We didn't even understand what the dedication of that was. She had product lines in her office. She had her own little home office. We didn't even, well, I know I didn't. I shouldn't speak for you yeah. to. I did not even get the the gist of that. When Even at that young age, she was probably in her 30s, you know, seeking financial freedom and doing the stuff that <laughs> later on in life we would be doing, yeah. which is kind of crazy to, to, uh, to think about. But um, I think the role model... For one person, I never had one person aside from my father, but I actually just look at that. He was my dad anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, there wasn't not one person. There's not still till this day. I never had a mentor, a real mentor. I never had a real mentor. Um, I never had one person that I look, looked up to and wanted, wanted the things that they had, everything in every aspect of life. So I never had that. I'd be nice to. Yeah. Be a lot easier, but. <laughs> that's, but that's also an impossibility. Is that the further you dig into anybody, you're, you'll find your role model has uh, skeletons in the closet. So it's good. I think you. I think it's it's good to take you know the shopping cart method with everybody's kind of life and and you know their values and all that. You can always take bits and pieces of everybody and and try to you know incorporate them into your daily life to make you know not to sound cliche and, and to use to plug Jim Lee here a better version of yourself. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that, to me, you can never just take one person um, and, and just say, hey, I want to be like him specifically. Actually, so everyone does know that was a, like a, kind of like a, a spinoff of something I heard, you know, heard before uh, where I got a, you know, a better version of yourself. It's actually a guy named Matthew Kelly, a book titled Dream Manager, but uh, which is a perfect spinoff as to what we're talking about here is you can grab bits and pieces from people mm-hmm. to basically form and develop the person who you want to be. Right. Words were never, you know, said so well to me after reading specific books. So I don't, I, I'm, there's a guy out there named Bob Proctor who says this all the time and I'm right with him. 
I don't take credit for anything I ever said or, or uh, you know, published or anything because um, it's basically just regurgitated knowledge that I read. Um, yes, I do influence it with my thought process behind it, but uh, I can't take credit for any original thoughts, but which is exactly what, you know, being a role model, being the person I am today is just pieces of everyone that I ever interacted with, you know, and how I, you know, internalize it, I guess. Well, there goes that plug. Hmm. What about Michael Jordan, heck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Michael Jordan was definitely the guy that I looked up to. I swore I was going to uh, play in the NBA. My <laughs> hopes were to go to North Carolina just like Michael Jordan, be on the Tar Heels. And, uh, Meanwhile, he looked just like Scottie Pippen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just looked up to him because I liked the sport and uh, I wanted to play good like him. And uh, yeah, that never went anywhere. So that was it. That was the end of that. Once I kind of lost the interest of basketball. He became a cheerleader. He, yeah. He listen, I cheered for basketball. Listen, when he hit, when he hit puberty at 11 and only got to 5'10", <laughs> oh, yeah. he realized, he's like, you know what? Yeah, real I'm, not, fast. I'm not getting any taller. I'm not getting any taller. I can't do anything. I won't be able to dunk unless I keep practicing on short uh, hoops. But, uh, yeah, That's I gave funny. up on that one. That is funny. Actually, Goose, who, did you ever have a yeah. role model? Well, growing up, it was uh, a Lenny Dykstra. Like he, oh boy. you got your Lenny Dykstra. You got your Lenny Dykstra. You Maybe got kid, your Mark McGuire. Uh, Jose oh Caseco. <laughs> oh my god, it's falling off. Yeah, collecting boys. baseball cards. Had yeah. a stack of Lenny Dykstra cards, and I played center field. I remember going to the first Phillies game and seeing him out like in center field. It was like, holy crap, that's him. I have like tons of his cards, and he was left-handed like I was, like I am. He uh. Played center field like I did, and he just I just wanted to do. Did I chew like big mounts of big league chew in my mouth because uh, he always yeah. had a lot of whatever was in his mouth. Number yeah. four. Yeah, I had. <laughs> I was number four. I fought for number four yeah. every time for uh, for my jersey number, and uh, yeah, just growing up, I just wanted to be him. It was just, baseball was my sport, so I he he was a hometown guy. Like everyone at the time liked him, and but uh, yeah, it was it was him definitely growing up. And then obviously. Things switched around and changed, and never really had anyone else to follow. But as a kid, it was him. Yeah, I think too. I mean, and and it's weird because family's weird dynamics. Because you have this natural thing. So if someone's older than you, you kind of when you're a kid, you naturally look up to people because yeah. it's your only real circle of influence. It's, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. only exposed to that as a child. When you become an adult, obviously you get to Changes. move on and branch out and see yeah. other you know bigger and better people, so to speak. In some sense, anyway, I should say. But you, you get exposed to different things. But when we're kids, that's actually the, the point which we're being conditioned. Yeah. And uh, it's the things, it's the those beginning parts up to, I believe it's like anywhere between up to the age of 10, where all your conditioning and how you think, why you're pessimistic, why you're optimistic, why you act the way you act, why you say the quotes the way you say the quotes even it's internalized without even initially being used. And what I mean is how the way your parents raise you and the stuff they say to you, you don't have children, so you're not ap- using those those sayings or doing yeah, the actions yeah. that they're doing to you as a kid. But once you have a kid, all of a sudden, you know, you ever hear someone say, wow, I sound just like my mom. Yeah, yeah. Um, Those time. stuff or that stuff is getting internalized. And uh, so I, going back to the whole family thing, why well, I think it's kind of like whatever, but my brothers are four and five years older than me, so I always looked up to them same thing for different aspects of whatever it was. I thought I was going to be as, you know, 
witty and just as much as a whiz kid at heck was with the electronics or as artistic uh, or whatever as my brother Miguel. I was none, not even close to either of those two. But the funny part was I became a combination of that. And I feel like still to this day, I'm a combination of both of them and both my parents, which is a very strange uh, dynamic. But um, yeah, so I feel like your role model can really be and not a singular thing. It really, I, no, no, yeah, it yeah, never yeah. is. It never no. is. At what? Here's a question. At what age did you stop? You know, following said role model. So like at like twelve, I don't know. I think Michael Jordan retired at that point, and it was just like, all right. And I I lost interest. So for for you, Lenny Dykstra, kind of faded away. But at what yeah. age did it like? You finally realized like, eh. Ah, okay, I'm done with following this particular person. And you started to just take bits and pieces of other people. Well, yeah. The thing with us growing up, there was no like technology. There was no like social media. So like now you know the athlete almost personally just yeah. through social media. True. Back then, it's just, just we, saw the them, we saw yeah, them play. We saw they were amazing. Play and that was now it, right. you have like, no offense, but some amazing players where their personal home life is like horrible. And that's right. not who you would want. Right, but right, right. But you know that's through today's technology. Point. Yeah. You you know them in a whole yeah, different, more, yeah. more intimate than you yeah, ever did. Like, they're um, way more accessible than yeah, yeah. Uh, they were to us. Um, not not even just not even just athletes. That's just like celebrity yeah, yeah, yeah. in general. Yeah, exactly. We have e- such easy access into their lives. You know, they're shooting pictures and videos of you know the new car they just bought, or you know them and their family life celebrating Thanksgiving, for example. Sure. We never. You had to wait till yeah. Sports Illustrated came out. Yeah. And the pictures they were showing was such just like vague. Yeah. Um. You know, prop Props. modeling kind of stuff. This is very real now with the social media stuff. So. Um, it's very, it's a tricky thing for kids nowadays because um, you can actually directly interact with those people. Yeah, you can you, actually tweet them and yeah, then they yeah. can tweet you back. Well, here's yeah. the here's the best thing is that you get a real version of that. So you know what's the what's the rule? The rule of thumb should be you know take three seconds to think about what you're typing in Twitter, and then before you hit send, give three seconds, just to make sure that you know oh, yeah. if you if you click it, it's out there, right? So now I think to, you get at least a real version of who this person is. Like they really felt like that at that particular moment. So I want my kid to know that, you know, he, they're you're gonna say something stupid, and you're gonna know that this guy isn't perfect. Because yeah. yeah, in my eyes, exactly. you know, Michael Jordan was perfect, and obviously he's got skeletons in the closet, and he's done this wrong or that wrong, or you know, he's they always have these past indiscretions. Th- but yeah, and also I think it's um, like for our role models or people that we look up to. It's some to some extent it is kind of unfair because we hold them at perfection, yeah. right? Yeah. And we forget that they are humans as right. well, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we're making we're meanwhile we're goofing off and messing up at life every single day, right? And they're being the best at what they do at their job, right? But then when we see them kind of goof on their personal lives, we're like, oh man, we know it. He he wasn't the truth. Yep. He wasn't the truth. He's not the real deal. Right. And it's almost kind of like, all right, well, hang on. What if you had a camera shoved True. in your face twenty four exactly. hours yeah, a day? Yeah. How would you react? How would you be if there was a camera literally following you since the age of eight, um, and now you're twenty one, and people are wondering why you're you know a disaster? it's just they don't live normal lives yeah. and back then i felt like like you're saying it was more true i feel like it yeah, was just more yeah. true it's like you held them at this high standard but you didn't know any better either right, yeah. and it kind of left you in that little fantasy or whatever it's like yeah he's the man i want to be that and i feel like movie stars back in the day like a john wayne or something like that they got away with that yeah you don't know yeah. really what they're doing it's like all secrets so then they come right. out with secret books of the real john wayne right. you know 
but we don't really know that we ha- hold them at such a higher standard because we felt like we didn't get all you know all that personal stuff now where here you have this famous athlete who's known for something and then all of a sudden gets in like a domestic fight or something and now it's like oh, everything's out the window all your respects out the window everything what would you rather have yeah. though what would you rather have would you rather just be oblivious and ignorant um to- or would you rather know I'm not even sure if it's oblivious or ignorant or if you're just interfering into someone's life. No, no, no. Um, but go back. Take. Would you rather just not know and see the Sports Illustrated? Like, go back to the days where you just were ignorant to the fact that they were human beings back when you put them on the pedestal. Or would you rather have today's version of, let's just say, athletes and celebrities where you have a deeper, in-depth um, look into their life? To me, I, I, I think, to I me think it's a combination. Yeah. I, w- I would like a combination. Sometimes people, not even celebrities... People just post too much personal stuff on social media that yeah. we don't need yep. to know. Um, I just think it's like <laughs> they just took it to a whole nother level. It's unnecessary. Like someone was talking about, you know, just I don't even want to get into it, but I'm just saying they put too much stuff out there. Mm-hmm. And it, but it is nice because we get to get to know the person. So for someone who's uh, a perfect example is uh, Stephen Curry. He just the stuff that he posts are like him doing his charity events. A couple picture of his kids, his picture of his wife, family stuff, basketball stuff, his new sneakers that just came out, whatever. He keeps it very simple, very lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Whereas there's a, someone on his same team who literally videotapes them putting their shoes on, getting in their car, turning on the engine, them at like a club party and, you know, some crazy stuff that is like, well, well yeah. I don't even care about this, you know, because I like them for, you like them for the athlete, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, so then once you get all this interpersonal stuff, I know, I feel like sometimes I know more about them than my own brothers. Yeah, like the the mystique is gone. It's like yeah, it's, the mystique yeah. is gone. So it's kind of. I like, think it's uh, I think it's harder to be an athlete or celebrity nowadays, just because you have so much, like like you said, there's so much access that everybody knows your business, whether you want them to know it or not. Like right. they have to feel. I don't know. They feel like I'm not a celebrity or anything, but I'm sure they probably feel like some type of way of like, damn, like look it over your shoulder every five seconds to yeah. see. Say you know, if there's a camera behind you or somebody's taking a picture or whatever yeah. you got to kind of have like that guide well, yeah because now now there's cameras and if you right. guys if you guys recall they there was guys like the baseball guys um or the football guys they're like in the 70s known for getting to slug fights at bars and that was like yeah. oh there that was their bad boy image that was like no, literally normal yeah. whereas if some dude gets in a scuffle now oh. he's getting sued yeah. everyone it's, hates it's on all him. recorded it's all recorded yeah. so there's 80 videos on yeah. online there's 80 videos at 80 different angles it's like they're, they don't have that's what i'm saying it's too personal now i feel like anyway to me it's too much or even like yeah. now it's it's not even that it's alive and now it's it's also immediate too it's not like before like if that stuff happened it you happen like weeks later and you find out like on the news they got the and fluff stuff. the story yeah but yeah, now exactly. now the minute it happens you see it immediately it's so upload it yeah. yeah, get offline. And like now, everyone's like, they're like, like with me, it was one baseball player and stuff. Now, like people don't even have like individual teams. They like they just like players throughout the whole yeah. board. Yeah. In the NFL, there's like, oh, I like this person from this team, but I don't like the team. I just like the player, and I and I feel like that's what everything is now. Even even with like movies, like Marvel, com- like now there's yeah. not just one movie of one superhero. It's all of them now. They all like interact now. There's a whole universe. People- and- yeah, so it's like more than just one like thing that everyone's like focused on it's like a bunch of them and they're all superheroes and they're all like yeah Yeah. because it's like funny now it's like the anomaly is the ones you don't know everything about right so then you're like you're curious as anything because now it's like my gosh this guy doesn't post anything perfect example lebron james doesn't post anything once they're in the playoffs or something like that on social media he calls it the blackout or whatever it's just literally a black image on all social media (laughs) um uh handles or whatever and um that's awesome so he and that that tells you right there social media is a distraction 
that literally that's a perfect example that it tells you even these athletes and these high level performing celebrities uh, are distracted by social media. If you have to black out this account just so you're not looking at that's it, crazy. Yeah. then crazy. obviously it's a distraction. Because if it wasn't a distraction, you wouldn't make that known or right. you know, yeah, whatever. Exactly. Wow. Um, so so they're 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 being affected uh, by it as well. And whoever said, I think it was Gabe, they said it's immediate. So when something happens, it's like these like scuffles happen like in the you know like the hip hop world as of you know late it's it's literally recorded and then sent on social media without no editing no permission nothing yeah. it's just like people are wild with this stuff yeah. now i mean suck. there's no privacy no privacy at all yeah. well, and that's what like tmz comes about from all that stuff because they're looking out for all that Dude, all that stuff on it too <laughs> sure TMZ has like cameras and guys everywhere, dude. I don't understand yeah, how they, it's unreal. It's like celebrities. They can't even go out to these poor ladies. They go out dressed up and then TMZ's on there. Oh, yeah. why? Leave that stuff alone. Just let them go out. Let, no, I'm just saying like, yeah. let people enjoy their lives. Like they're allowed to have uh, personal lives, go out to the club. Like right away, they're all their clothing or like, see, oh, look where he came out in this and whatever. Like they don't want to let them have that get it's, out of the car right away. Yeah, it's actually, like, that's a really good point. So now basically it's like super judgmental. Yeah. Whereas absolutely. it could have been before, but now it's like everyone has the opportunity to critique. Yeah. Because we all see it right yeah, there. Right there. And, and they give you the ability to comment yeah, on these social exactly. media sites. So you yeah, can yeah. comment and say something like, oh, you stink, you whatever. And you just see like fans. Literally, they they have a name for it now. It's called trolling. Um, where you just hmm. they're just there, just saying a bunch of terrible comments. It's yeah. literally the person it's, underneath the bridge who doesn't know anything's under yeah. nothing comes out of the shadows and says something and goes back underneath the bridge. They're trolling. And and people like it's great. people who aren't celebrities that use that as like a a veil of like anonymity. I guess you could say right. Just to say whatever the heck they want to say and just keep on like you said, go back on the on the ground and nobody knows what the heck they are. But <laughs> troll. Yeah. But the person who you know who sees that who has like a billion negative comments, I'm sure they're probably feeling terrible because of all the all the crap that's being said about them. Yeah, and then and then there's the other spectrum where stuff is being blown up to what it even it's not. Um, right. There you know there's people like you know have like taken huge pictures of like all this money and here it ends up all the money was fake and it was actually for from a movie set or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But the person clearly didn't state that they're saying you know like racks on racks on racks or something. Basically, putting out the image of you know this is the kind of money I'm making, blah blah yeah. blah. Which ironically, they end up looking like the knucklehead because it came out saying they're on. That's that's a prop for a movie that they're in. So it made them look like more uh, of like a knucklehead. But uh, yeah. So then then that's when like oh man. So it it can go the other way because there's a lot of respect that can get lost there in a, the mildew of life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for our next segment, Dad Life, uh, the question goes like this. Do you want your kids to copy you and your life path and why? Or if not, who would you like for your kids to emulate? I mean, I think for me, I want to, I don't know if I want to be a role model. I, don't know, I just want to set an example for my my kids, uh, my children, my nieces, my nephews, whatever, uh, that even come around me that, that I am a you know a solid individual, uh, a person that has um, that carries themselves with dignity and respect, and you know goes through life in a positive outlook. If I can through a positive outlook, if I can just do that for me is 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 fantastic. If you know someone else you know like a child or someone else takes it to another level and they see it as a you know like a higher thing and would put me as a 
quote unquote role model, that's not something I'm going to set out to be because I'm out in life to, for me is making a better life for myself. I'm trying to constantly improve myself for me and my family. So if that's what you get out of it, awesome. And I guess that goes along with kind of what Manny said earlier is that when you're that young, you don't understand that until much later in life. And then exactly. you can actually kind of look back, look up there and like, yeah, you can say, oh yeah, I do want to emulate that. But when you're that young, you don't understand those aspects or at least that deep of it yeah. until much later on anyway. And then you can kind of like, then you would maybe would actually consider you if you don't consider yourself, yeah. you know, that, that in that role. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we have, you know, um, like a duty to be, you know, civil people and, and pursue life in a, you know, a progressive manner. And I just think everyone has different taste, right? Yeah. So absolutely. like what what Manny likes is not what, you know, I like or what Heck likes is not what Mikey likes. Yeah. So they're going to approach life differently. Exactly. Also, all of us have different talents and talents and strengths that, you know, a little kid or little boy or girl might look up to more and might lean towards that. Yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying? So it's, you really can't pick and choose. I don't think, um, Unless that's just a complete like dictatorship or whatever. But yeah, exactly. I don't. That's that's how I see. Yeah, it. I, mean, I I don't want. I don't think my kid. I, I wouldn't want my kid to to go follow a path uh, that I've kind of laid out. Um, I would just like you said, just want him or her to just kind of take things that they admire and you know try to emulate traits or certain facets of of life. Um, but no, I think. Why would you want to kind of duplicate yourself? Unless you're a multimillionaire and you're like, hey, do it this way and I guarantee you'll get it. And be like, yeah, you know, then do it. But um, I would love for them to just kind of chart their own path and create their own, you know, their own life. So so either, would anyone here consider themselves as a role model? Sure. Yeah. I do, I do something better. I'm sure I don't know what it is, but I do something better than you. You do something better than me. And your kid will probably be like, oh, I can go to. So like for my dad, if anybody needs to talk and know that it's never going to go anywhere, you can go talk to my dad and not a soul. He'll take it to the grave. I admire that beyond belief because, you know, if you go to him, nobody's going to know because he will not say a word. And I I admire that. Um, So that, you know, that's something more specific that that I admire uh, about, let's just say, a trait. Um but Jim, so 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 you you're saying is you, you would be so you consider yourself a role model now you sure. saying yes do you think that is true for every person or you just think that's true for yourself it depends on the person you know and in their particular so if if i were to my son wants he wants to be an artist right right so i would say okay well what might what mikey does or what goose does is is art uh you know really literally is art just in in you know hair right um so i would go to him and say hey if you're gonna look up to somebody to have you know artistic feel it would definitely be mikey just watch how he does it i mean that's art cj you take a, a head of hair and you make it look beautiful um so i would go to him i wouldn't go try to cut hair or try to draw if i want to draw i would go to to you or or to mikey and, and go to somebody that can draw you know so not necessarily a role model but somebody who can do it obviously much better than than i could yeah. So so what, what what's kind of the reaction you would give someone who says, 
I want to be just like you. So going on you know, <laughs> the same thing, kind of what you're saying. So uh, if CJ, Goose, if yeah. CJ walks up to you, he's like, I want to be just like you. I mean, what's your reaction to that? It's definitely not easy. No, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big shoes yeah, to fill. Yeah, big shoes to fill. That's a great answer. That's a great answer. No, I mean, I, I, would, I would try to like guide him in the right way. Of all the positive things that I, what he's looking at yeah. in me, try to boost up those positive things and make it better than what I did and make it like, obviously push him to succeed a lot better than where I stand now. Like, he could be the biggest thing, you know what I mean? Be, if he wants to cut hair, it could be cutting celebrities hair and move on. To, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll make him do something that's better than, sure. than what I do and, and in a better way than what I'm doing now. I would say, like, if, if somebody says, like, they want to be just like you, there has... It might not be like everything. They might be actually thinking of something okay, specific, specific. Right. and yeah. you find that I guess you find out what that is, and then yeah, you yeah, kind yeah, of exactly. yeah, then yeah. you kind of like you said, like you contour towards that. But yeah. like you, you want to be everything. I mean, I was like, I don't know. What and you and there's be no like. like as you all know, life goes. So you just there's no steps by step. This is how you did it. it is what right. you do. You right. just, for most part, people kind of just go by just life. Just I know I just wing it. So I just there's no like. I can't even go back and explain how I got to work yeah, on that. Exactly. Like, you know, the funny thing is you said I would boost up all the positives. And from being shoe on the other foot, I'd be, I would tell them, well, well this is what you don't do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. But you, you immediately went to positive, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I would be like, well, okay, that's good. I'll tell you what not to do so you don't have to take those bumps in the road. If you really want to be me, <laughs> me, so to speak, don't do this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I, absolutely. Actually, and I, I, I've heard someone from our local town said, he's like, yeah, you know who's my role model? I was like, who? He's like, my older brother. But he didn't say it in a good way. He's like, I learned everything not to do by watching him. Yeah. And he was dead serious. He was sincere as hell. And he yeah. was a successful guy, <laughs> but like he was dead serious. Like, yeah. how he was growing up, that's who my role model was. I was doing everything that he that he messed up in, corrected it, or didn't do anything that he did. Yeah. And he was, I'm at where I'm at now. Like no. a new, I thought no. it was a joke, but he was dead serious. That's great. But that's taking that's awesome. Taking man. the positive out of a negative. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think I think taking you know the approach that you guys are talking about is kind of step in. If someone actually said that, genuinely say that, I should say, um, saying you know I want to be just like you. It, it just sounds funny saying that, or like I want to be the barber that you are is a totally oh, yeah. different. You know, yeah. just saying I want to be just like you sounds so funny. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think I would embrace the coaching slash mentor role. It's, it's flattering, number one, but at the same time, I feel like it's important that you take it serious. If, if that person is seriously saying that they look up to you and they want to do, I guess, the things that you're doing, I think it's important that, you know, up front that, okay, if I'm going to take this role as a, you know, as a mentor or a coach to you, understand that there's no two same people. Uh, yeah, you're going to yeah, have to absolutely. go on life on your own, you know, path and you're going to have to do things on your own approach. Believe me, you want to, right? But I can be here as a guide. I can be here as a, you know, as a coach and, you know, whatever goof ups or conversations that you want to have and stuff like that. I think that's the approach um, I would have, which is funny because I just thought of it right now because I had a totally different answer for that yeah. because the way the, the question is formed is kind of goofy. But um, I just thought of it as like, well, yeah, that's what a mentor would be. Yeah. Because that, to me, that's a true, what a true mentor is. Someone someone asking for help, genuinely asking for help to a specific person that they chose. Yeah. And then that person who's being sought out chooses this student and accepts the, you know, the, the offer, so to speak. Um, to me, that's a true coach mentorship, you know, kind of, you know, relationship there. But, um. 
I think it's fun. I mean, there's organizations that are out there like Big Brother, Big Sister yeah, yeah. that are, you know, help people who don't, you know, who don't have necessarily positive, I guess, role models to look yeah. up to and they need someone there that's going to be impactful. And they say you, we all have like a, a teacher or someone that we look back on and like, man, that teacher really like kind of changed things around or at least made me look at things totally mm-hmm. different. Um, I know for me, it was uh, in sixth grade, I had a teacher who just was the most optimistic person in, in life, which was awesome because she was actually my mom's art teacher and she ended up being my homeroom teacher. And then for the school, she was our English teacher as well. So she, you know, kind of rotated classes or whatever. But I remember her telling me, you can do whatever it is that you want. And for some reason at that moment in my life, I had limitations as to what I can do yeah. um, because there was professions that no one in my family were doing that I thought I wanted to do at that time. And I'm like, yeah, but I can't do it because no one in my family is doing it. Mm-hmm. And I remember having this conversation with her, and um, and actually, I wrote my first book there. It was like a project or whatever, and she encouraged it. And I read it like years later. It was an awful book. <laughs> but the way she talked about it and talked to me, I thought she made it seem like it was the most phenomenal thing that was ever written. Yeah. Um, and I think that's so important to, especially like a young person's ego, or if they're already damaged, and you're kind of throwing that little Band-Aid over some things. I'm not saying you're going to fill all the voids or be someone's superhero, but you can really change someone's life, their whole life path, by just a couple words, yeah. by just a hug, by just a lending an ear. Um, so if someone's actually coming to you, like that's a huge responsibility. I would say take it, don't leave the person hanging, and uh, and not look at it as a job. Look at it as you know a duty, and that's that's kind of how life is going to take it or that's where life is going to take you, I say go with it. That's probably a path you never expected, obviously. Yeah. I, honestly, I, I would never expect that. And just to think about it, and I'm actually like drawing out my ideas as I'm talking right now, it actually sounds like fun, really. That's um, pretty cool. Uh, I mean, kind of cut you off. I was just thinking no, of, good. Uh, our buddy Will. I was just talking to him last week. He's going to be uh, a teacher Yeah. at the college, at the local college there, I think it was. Yeah. He's going to be an instructor, and he said he... He said he's unsure on how he wants to do it or whatever. And I told him, I was like, dude, you are that type of person that people like you and the way you explain things and, and your your personality is great. Like, he took all these courses for, uh, um, drawing a blank now, uh, software development and stuff like that. Like, you know, electronics and, yeah. and not per se electronics, but like in IT basically. And, um. And he took all these courses, and then the school just asked him, "Do you are you willing to instruct the new students coming this fall?" <laughs> so to him, he's taking it as the next challenge, and he says, "If I, you know, I'm gonna try it out. If I like it, I like it. If not, then I could say that I was an instructor for a semester or so, whatever." So right. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, he gave it a try. So I mean, he's obviously somebody was looking at him and saw that he can be, I guess, a mentor of some sort. Absolutely. To help out other people, other kids, and. Not necessarily kids, but like other, other people. people you, yeah. you never know who he will impact by doing that too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that. I mean, I say this all the time. Like, people ask me, like, well, "What are you gonna do when you're older?" Honestly, like, I would love to be a. Uh, I actually, I talked to this about Will too. A college professor, like down the city or something, just because I feel like I would have. It's kind of like what Goose was saying or Manny was saying. The combination of all the good stuff and combination of all the bad stuff and. 
I feel like at that point, I could really truly guide somebody in my actual field. Anyway, not, you know, saying, you know, I led the perfect life or anything, whatever specifically they're talking about. Um, uh, I think, I think it will be awesome. I think there's like, there's professors for like entrepreneurship and personal development, things like that. I, I think that's fascinating. And, um, but yeah, I, I would love to have an opportunity like that. That is amazing. He, he told me that and I thought, dude, you have to jump on that. Oh, yeah, it's so the same cool. Thing. I was like, dude, you got to give it a try. I mean, the four of us, he's the one, they're, they're offering it to him and said, dude, just take it. You know, you know what shouldn't happen if, if you're given the opportunity to be a role model? Don't overdo it. Don't overthink it. If yeah. You, if you're given that opportunity, continue to be yourself. Don't right. absolutely don't yeah. over oh don't over uh, exaggerate anything. Don't go out of your way to do something above and beyond what you were doing. If somebody comes to you and says, "Hey, man, you know I admire what you're doing." Just continue to do that. I I I only say that because something happened uh, where I was like, "Man, I really you know I like how you do this." Next thing I know, it was like over exaggerated. It was like extra notes. It was like, all right, you took what I said and like tried to like run with it way too far. So, you know, I just don't get caught up in it. Continue just to be yourself. Whatever they're admiring or, or consider you as a role model as, just continue to do that same thing because they're, they're coming to you for a reason. And they liked what you did to begin Correct. with. Correct. So. Exactly. Don't change it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. So, so, what would you guys recommend for someone who's looking for someone? Uh, to follow or or to emulate uh, in their respective fields just watch and observe watch and observe unless you really need like a role model and you need that ear and you feel like they're going to be that person then approach them but you know you can learn a lot from just watching and just taking it all and just observe everything Um, a lot of times people don't need to know that you're a role like that they're your role model in some things yeah, we're labeling it. Yeah, yeah, labeling it. Um, I don't. I, I I try to stay away from that now, just for you know that example. Um, I don't know. Have you ever gone up to somebody's like, hey man, I, I would love for you to mentor me here. I've thought about doing it, but I've never actually physically. No, I've never. I never approached asked, it. Um, well, like I said before, there was. I've never met one person that I actually wanted to ever be like. Like genuinely, it was always a. I like something that they did. Um, like for example, like there's a guy who's like a devout Christian and the way he, he practices Christianity to me is extremely relatable. Mm. He's like a family man. He, he, he's not like over the top with me or over the top with it for me. Anyway, it's like kind of my approach, my style. Mm -hmm. And then there's this guy who I love the way, how he is in business, how he is in business, how he handles business. Mm -hmm. Not for his income, how he, the way he handles himself and presents himself. I just think it's like this cool approach and how he's doing stuff. Right. Um, then there's another guy uh, when it comes to studying and, and, and uh, reading books and stuff. This guy like dives into books and really just gets the, the, the gist of what the book's trying to say instead of trying to always read cover to cover and being stuck on that. So it's like I never – there's not one person that's that. You know what I'm saying? That's all mm. those things is what I'm trying to say. So I honestly don't think I would ever ask anyone to like just straight up be an all-around mentor. But yes, I do believe if there was a opportunity that I had the chance to, it would probably be in a specific field. Yeah. For it, example, like right. personal development, I would love to you know personally talk to a guy named Bob Proctor. And he's like a 75-year-old um, like guru who's been there, done that kind of thing. Mm. And I would love to just pick his brain and like ask him questions and go through the gauntlet with him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but really, like I said, just for that aspect, right. you know what I mean? There's there's this couple, it's called like the power couple or something like that. The way they handle each other's problem stuff is like, it's something that I would like to emulate, something mm-hmm. that I like building towards. And that's not to say that everyone's perfect in everything that they're doing. No one's perfect right. in their finances. No one's perfect in their relationships. No one's right. perfect with, you know, what they do, but they're better than you. And I think it takes a real man to humble himself enough to realize that he's not at that level. Mm-hmm. And that's something that he's pursuing, whether this person is older or younger than you. I've known kids, not kids. Why well, I say kids? Cause I'm, I feel like I'm still young, but I know people who are younger than me that I look up to for specific things. Mm-hmm. Um, they just have a maturation that's, you know, it's unmatched that I've never seen. You ever see like a kid who can like break things. There was, there's this video that came out of this young kid who got made fun of for wearing filas. Oh, I just saw it the other day. Right? So this kid, I don't, I don't know, what, is he, what do you think? Is he about 11? 10 or 11. Yeah. yeah. So this kid's about 10 or 11 years old. He went to school with filas, and he got made fun of. And he's, he explains that this is what he actually liked, that he didn't want the Jordans. He didn't want the expensive shoe. In fact, he specifically sought out filas, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he was explaining to the kid or explain to the camera, or explain to the parents, or whoever he was trying to explain this to. I mean, everybody was impacted that it's what we carry in our minds, mm-hmm. not what we wear on the outside. He's like, because when you can't afford those Jordans, you're going to think less of yourself because you can't get something that's physical or surface. But when you empower yourself with knowledge or you empower yourself with the education, you're always going to feel valuable no matter what you're actually wearing on the outside. And I just kind of, you know, kind of chopped up what he's saying. But that's like the gist of what he was saying. And you're standing there. Meanwhile, that's all nice. And I just said it very nice. But that wasn't, I'm 31. That kid was 10. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, whoa. And I was coming from a 10-year-old. And like, this kid guy has a bright future. But it also speaks volumes to who this kid's parents are or whatever the people who are, you know, watching over him or have an influence over him. Because everyone's just like. And you should see the comments, you know, like I'm selling my Jordans now. I'm going, I'm going by Fila's, you know, it's, it, you know, <laughs> but it's funny, but it's, you know, something like that. You're like, wow. Um, how, how do you teach that? I don't know if you can. Some, some kids just got it. And the funny part was some kids know that, but he explained it yeah, in yeah. such right. an yeah, eloquent yeah. way. Uh, I think that's what I think drew me to this, you know, this individual. You, we see, uh, Another video that Heck showed me was this eight-year-old kid playing the drums, and you would literally get chills watching this kid play the drums. It was sparks of genius literally being displayed on a drum set, but it's the same sparks of genius when that kid was breaking down Jordans versus Fila. It was that same uh, spark that you see. Whatever it is, they have it. I I, I don't know what that is, because on some aspect, you say that's talent, right? But then on the other thing, you're like, well, that's you, have, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you're not, you know, using it or sharpening it, it's it's nothing. That kid clearly is practicing the drums. Um, I mean, I don't know. It can go on forever with examples as to, uh, you know, who you look up to. It doesn't have to be an age thing. It doesn't have to be a, you know, whatever thing. And I think the approach of just finding someone in whatever you're trying to improve, find someone who's already doing it and see if you can emulate them. And some yeah. people are like, oh, well, I can't get in contact with them. I can look, well, buy a book that they wrote. Yeah. Follow them on social media. See how they act. Go to a seminar that they're at. Do get try to or try to get around someone who's like that person. 
do your best to just find someone who's already did it. Because like how Manny said, he, they can tell you all the stuff not to do. How Goose said, they can tell you all the positive things of living a disciplined or a much more honorable life or you know an improved version of yourself as to what that's going to get you, the results that you're going to yield from doing those things. And when you get a mentor, when you find a role model, it's going to save you so much time, years of mistakes. Uh, it was just like this guy... You know, last last week I was talking about stock trading, and this guy was talking about, um, you know, he can save me eighteen months of frustration by of just figuring the stock market out by just you know buying his course or buying into his his product line because he basically explains all the dumb stuff that he did in the stock market and how he got burned tens of thousands of dollars in his first eighteen months, but then turn that into a six figure you know, business. And, um, so it's something like that. So I'd like to follow someone who understands, you know, that part. That's us. I mean, it's the exact, it's the example of following someone who like the most literal sense is finding like a fitness instructor or like a trainer or whatever. Um, we're we're not going to ask someone who's, you know, well overweight, has terrible eating habits or whatever on how to get in shape, right? You're going to ask someone who has it been there, done that has the results and is living that lifestyle. That's who you want training you. Um, there's no offense to either one, but if you're trying to improve yourself, that's who you want to go with. Same thing with finances, same thing with everything else. So it's finding someone who's already at a point in life where you want to be and also who's willing to teach you. Yeah. Don't chase someone down who's like a complete, you know, a-hole, sorry, but and doesn't want to teach or whatever, or they're just too busy. They might not be, they don't want to be that person. They just can't. But find some. There's so many people. There's books. There's there's so much knowledge out there that you can become a better version of yourself even if you copycat somebody. But always understand, you're an individual. You're you have to be you. You have to live out your life person purpose. You can't you can only copy someone to an extent. You have to put in your flavor, your style into life. You can't just go and just copy literally every single thing that person done, because then it's not you anymore. Um, you have to set a goal or reach something like that person makes $250,000 a year, make $250,000 a year, but do it your way, do it on, under your terms and how, how your spin on life is or whatever it is, uh, so to speak. Yeah. You emulate and not duplicate. Exactly. And you can never do that anyway. Exactly. So, uh, it's, it's no circumstances are ever the same. So absolutely. No matter how much you try to emulate. Absolutely. And, and with the understanding that there's going to be headaches, there's going to be ups and downs, it's going to be a roller coaster. If you can understand that someone has a, a position in life where you want to be and understand that it took them, you know, years, maybe whatever, however long it took them to get there, the dedication, the time, the headaches, the blood, sweat, and tears. If you can understand that and know that it's an actual process and not like a get rich quick or a whatever, some overnight success kind of thing. I think you're well on your way to a much more, you know, improved life. All right. So how we like to wrap up our episodes is by quotes. And today we have one by Oliver Goldsmith and by Tiger Woods. So the first one is by Oliver Goldsmith. People seldom improve when they have no other model but themselves to copy after. And the second one is by Tiger Woods. If you are given a chance to be a role model... I think you should always take it because you can influence a person's life in a positive light. And that's what I want to do. That's what it's all about. 
<laughs> All right, in this episode titled Copycat, we discussed our role models being a copycat, who we would prefer our ch- children emulating, and the challenge of being a role model. We wrap this episode up with quotes from Oliver Goldsmith and Tiger Woods. If you're new to the uh, podcast, thank you once again. Don't forget to subscribe and download. And once again, we have a new episode every Tuesday morning. Don't forget to visit the website, jimmyleevelez.com. Follow the blog. If you have any inquiries or questions you would like for us to answer on a future episode, uh, just email us at info at jimmyleevelez.com. And on behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. And until next time, adios. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Thank you for the love and support. We truly do hope you enjoyed the views.